Hi, this is MC Lobster, the creator and host of the Cashflow Ninja, and you're listening to Dream Chasers, interviews with the future. I kind of have this theory as well, too, that if everyone is thinking the same, then that means no one's thinking. And now a word from our sponsor, Work From Home Pod, brought to you by my good friend, Zach Racinger. Thanks a lot, Adam. We're really excited about the opportunity to sponsor Dream Chasers podcast because we know what it's like to chase a dream. We've solved a problem that many people are facing right now, and that's working from home. Our work from home pods are soundproof, temperature controlled, fully illuminated booths that fit in any home, apartment, condo, or we even custom build small office pods for the backyard. Work from home pod provides you with a quiet, comfortable environment right at home. No longer is that barking dog, screaming child, or roommate blending a smoothie at two in the afternoon in their gym shorts in the background of your Zoom call gonna ruin that conference call break your concentration, or disrupt your presentation. We have one-person Superman or Superwoman booths, two-person booths, four-person booths, and then we can do custom options as well, all of which can be seen on our website, workfromhomepod.com. We're going to help you expense it to your company, and we can offer financing to get you up and running ASAP. Plus, we offer 100% satisfaction guarantee. And because we're such huge fans of the show, if you enter the word DREAM, In the promo code at checkout, you're going to receive an additional 25% discount. So keep chasing those dreams and do it in a work from home pod. Thank you, Zach, for that message, guys. Make sure you go check out workfromhomepod.com. And I'm here real quickly to let you know that this is ad spot number two for Dream Chasers. So if you or your firm would like to sponsor the show, we are currently taking on one new sponsor So if you think that sponsor should be you, please apply. You can do that by reaching out to me at adam at carswell.io, and we can continue the conversation there. Thanks, and now let's get to the show. This is Dream Chasers, episode 111, with Mo Bina. Hey guys. Hi, Grandma. This is Adam Carswell, and welcome to Dream Chasers, interviews with the future. On Dream Chasers, we bring next-level talent to the light. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's get straight to the interview. Hey guys, this is Adam Carswell, and today I'm joined by Mo Bina. Mo is the founder of High Rise Capital. He was born in London, England, and then moved to the States with his family when he was three years old. Uh, He attended undergrad at UC Irvine, where he earned two bachelor's degrees. Uh, He can clarify for me later. I know they were in engineering um, and then also continued to get his master's at Stanford. And now Mo currently lives in beautiful Orange County, California. Mo, thank you for coming on the show. And do you have any opening remarks for my listeners? Uh, Thank you, Adam. Thank you for having me on. I am uh, honored. I'm thrilled. I've listened to so many of your episodes. As, as we were remarking before we started, I'm a, I'm a little nervous, you know, just because of, of the gravity of the moment. And, uh, you know, it's like people talk about, you know, seeing their favorite basketball player or football player on TV. And all of a sudden, one day they have the opportunity to actually play against or with their favorite actor, <laughs> all-time athlete. So that's kind of what I feel like right now. Wow. <laughs> it's funny because, um, you know, really the conversation of our uh, topic of our conversation today uh, just really goes hand in hand with what, with what you were just saying. And we got to give some context here to you guys uh, on Mo and I's relationship goes back, man, I, I think it only really goes back like two or three years, but obviously it feels like 10 or 20. <laughs> Mo was one of our first ever students to come through the Cashflow Connections Mentorship Program, which we, we do mention a lot here on the show, Dream Chasers. 
quick plug guys if you've never heard of the cash flow connections mentorship program just go ahead and, uh, and type in cfc mentorship program.com and check out that website uh, that's the network that ultimately brought us together and uh, thanks to what hunter built now mo and i have continued to build on a relationship and he's a co-founder of the next level mastermind with myself uh, ben Kogut, and just again a handful of other really remarkable people I almost don't even know what direction to go with the continued uh, compliments that I have for this guy. And it's funny how he is just, in my opinion, and everyone I think that we know that knows Mo too, we all think he kind of underplays how much of an influence he, he's made in, in our lives and also just on LinkedIn, which is what we're going to get to. So I'm going to pause for a second, Mo. Uh, just If you have any comments on what I just shared, I'd love to give you an opportunity to speak again. Oh, well, uh, thank you, Adam. That was... Uh maybe I do underplay it a little bit. I just, you were the one that prompted me last year, late last year to, to put myself out there and to get involved and be active on, you know, social media, specifically LinkedIn. And uh, it's just been a, an amazing opportunity, you know, and I'm, I, I can't, uh, it's probably one of the best things that anyone has told me or gotten me to do, you know, in the last few years. So yeah, definitely. That's all, it's all a testament to you and your, uh, your foresight. It was, you were the brainchild of it. <laughs> Thank you. And we have to give a, a big uh, shout out to Raquel Boris as well, who's been on the show twice. Raquel was really, um, she played a role in the rocket fuel of uh, Mo, just going really from zero to 100 on LinkedIn, which is our topic today is how to become a LinkedIn influencer in less than six months. Mo and Raquel first connected uh, back in this past December. So, you know, yeah, roughly six months ago now. And it's just really cool to see how um, if you're, if somebody listening right now is new to LinkedIn or has never heard of Mobina, you're going to start to see this guy's name pop up more and more. And I can say as someone who's been on LinkedIn since college, rarely or maybe never have I seen someone literally go from zero and also, you know, taking what he learned in the Cashflow Connections Mentorship Program and absorbing information from someone like Raquel, really taking the knowledge that has been given to him and then applying it. He knows how to do it now. So, we're going to we're going to pause here real quick and step into the next level chamber and boom now that we're here mo i know you've probably never thought of thought of it this way before but can you tell us a little bit about the framework that you followed or maybe that you've even created to make a name for yourself on the platform of LinkedIn? Um, sure. Like you mentioned, you know, Raquel was very instrumental as well too. And, you know, she's a very big influencer on the platform. And, you know, I had a number of calls with her and in a way it was a lot of kind of just like reassuring that no, 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 like what you're thinking of doing and how you're thinking of doing it, you know, as long as it's genuine and you're sincere, it's fine. You know, not everyone does everything the same way. Everyone has to have kind of their own little like, you know, um, whether it be a small or very big, you know, difference, you know, in how everyone else is doing it. But she kind of like made me feel comfortable and, you know, just putting myself out there and then letting it grow on its own. And so, um, yeah, I, I wanted to first kind of acknowledge her as well, too. She was, uh, she was very instrumental in that. Um, as far as, sorry, go ahead. Well, uh, you just brought another thing to my, to uh, the top of my mind as well is traditionally, you know, you're an engineer, you've, normally been someone who's operated behind the scenes you haven't really put yourself out there a lot what was that like because i'm sure we have a handful of listeners too that like have never even put their face out there or done a video before how did you like overcome that and how have you seen that 
affect what you're doing? Um, that's a really good question. You're right. I mean, as an engineer, I'm, you know, sales and marketing and branding, all these things really are things that I've never done any, I've never really done anything with, and I've never had to do anything with. So there was a kind of like this learning curve. And of course, like I said, kind of like that very, that initial kind of like hand holding and, and just that reassurance that no, 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 you can do it that way. It will work. You don't have to do it the way other people are doing it necessarily. And so for me, it was, it was uncomfortable in the beginning, um, especially, especially I remember when I did my first video post and looking back on it now, I was, I was, it was a little overwhelming. You know, I know probably there's a lot of people right now, mainly millennials and even younger people who they probably have grown up, you know, with social media, they've grown up, you know, posting, especially videos of themselves. And it's kind of like probably for them very comfortable or there isn't anything foreign to it. But for me, it was in the beginning, it was kind of, uh, it was kind of stressful for sure. But I'm glad I did it because it allowed me to kind of like really put myself out there and to kind of build upon that as well too. And although I haven't done as many videos as I probably would like to, it's not the fact that I don't, um, I feel uncomfortable doing it at this point. It's just more of like making sure that I have the right content and the right message so that when I do it, it has a maximum impact. Yeah, and could you, could you start to maybe share some step-by-step processes that someone listening right now who was once in your shoes, you know, never, never made themselves known publicly, for example, or they haven't really flipped the switch on their LinkedIn yet, you know, what are like some good first or second steps that they can take in regards to putting themselves in a position where you find yourself now? Yeah, it's a good question. I, I guess I would recommend that people kind of figure out like who they are and who, how they want to come across to people. And I don't mean kind of like in terms of like building a facade, but I mean in terms of like really understanding what you stand for and what are your strengths. You know, for example, some of the things that I post on LinkedIn if someone were to follow my post for probably two weeks or a couple of weeks or so, let's say, I think they would know a little bit more about kind of my views on the world and my, my mindset and how I kind of see certain things. And so I let some of that come out. Um, I don't try and stop it. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, for someone out there, I think I would recommend the same that although LinkedIn is primarily, you know, a professional level, let's say platform, I think at the end of the day, people want to actually like, they want to know more about you, you know, as a person. Mm-hmm. You know, the days of hiding behind like a corporate logo or a corporate name. Yeah, that may work for like Amazon and Google for, to a certain extent. But I think for people like ourselves who are um, either small business owners or entrepreneurs, people don't want to know so much about what the logo looks like. They want to actually know who are the people like, you know, running the show. What do they stand for? You know, what are the principles? And so I think that's, that's a very important thing for people to kind of like let come out, you know, through their posting and what they do on LinkedIn. Yeah, personality is definitely uh, what's what always I believe has sold and is what is definitely selling even more now, especially even like no one's gathering in major groups, et cetera, right now. But because of the way the we the Corona, I, I don't like using the word coronavirus because I feel like it's marketing that I don't want to give to it. But whatever, it's here. Um, mm-hmm. we've actually gotten to know people much more personally because all we can do is study them on, you know, as far as how they present themselves on social media, that could be a bad thing, but I think that, um, it all depends on how you, how you look at it and where, where I'm going with this is, you know, Hunter Thompson references this quite often. You know, you don't need what, six, seven, eight billion people in the world. You don't need billions and billions of people to like you now to be successful. 
you need 500 that love your content and love your message and love your personality to be successful. And so that's where putting your personality out, as you just mentioned, for you has definitely, I mean, you look at your connections and, and you're following the people that are engaging with you are already the ones that think very closely uh, the same way that you do. So, um, yeah, I guess <laughs> I just wanted to share that. You agree? Yeah, totally. Totally. And the people that I, and the people whose posts that I kind of resonate with me on, on sometimes more on outside of a professional level, like those are, those are the people who I engage with as well too. So it's not just about engaging, you know, on, on a business or in our case, let's say real estate or commercial real estate level. It's also about engaging with people who share the same mindset and the same viewpoint because, you know, I think that's really important as well too. And, and Hunter's right. You, you don't need to have billions or even millions of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, maybe for Grant Cardone, uh, for sure. Uh, he's <laughs> built up to that point. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm sure, I don't know, but I'm, I'm going out on a limb by saying, I'm, I'm sure at some point, he started out the same way as well too. He had some type of, he stood for something, although at this point, besides a 10X plane on the side, I'm not really <laughs> quite sure, you know, like what his principles are and you know, what's, what his viewpoints are on certain things in the world. And maybe I just don't follow him closely enough to know. And that's not necessarily any, a knock against him. You know, I actually like, you know, some of my first, some of my first exposure to, to social media was actually seeing some of his stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think he, uh, but he's progressed to a point where, People just cling on to every word he says just because of the notoriety and the name that he's created. But I think for all the rest of us, at least for myself, you know, it's, it's about just trying to be as genuine as possible and, um, you know, and, and add value as much as possible too. some of the some of the posts that I put out there are, you know, rhetorical in nature. Where I'm just asking rhetorical questions, although I'm getting a point across, but I'm really trying to prompt people to really think and maybe, you know, question whether or not they see or maybe the way that the world has been presented to them is it really the way that they want to see the world. And perhaps maybe there's, there's more to it than, you know, how things have been presented to them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, all right, we're going to transition here briefly. Guys, we are now roughly halfway through our interview. So it's about that time. Here's a quick sample from your next level track of the week. Vibin' by Callum George. influencer the the best one that we know in the past six months again he's he's very humble he's been playing it down but uh, if you haven't learned something already we definitely got some more uh, information coming from the mind of Mo for you guys so Mo can you walk us through you know you talked about 
reverse engineering your experience and creating. And, you know, I'd say this probably does apply to other social media platforms too, guys. Don't forget that. But in regards to LinkedIn, you made sure that you put your principles first and you decided how you wanted to make sure like you were perceived publicly before even posting anything, which I think that's really powerful and interesting because most people probably don't look at it that way until until they've already pressed start or whatever. Now that you've established, you know, how you want to be presented, what are some things that you did that you noticed were bringing people, for example, into your inbox? You know, I, I know you published some articles, you wrote an ebook, your website's great, you've got a great newsletter. What did you start doing first that you noticed was like, wow, this is actually bringing in a lot of traffic? Uh, that's a good question. I, I think in the beginning, I, I was uh, posting... Well, first of all, definitely engaging with people. I think perhaps before before I even posted anything, I think you know I was just engaging with other people on the platform, you know, responding you to their posts. Okay, yeah. Sorry, I just said to clarify on, on engaging. Oh, you know, just like reading people's posts and you know commenting, you know, is really important as well too. You know, so if somebody took the time, especially a lot of like curated content, there's content out there that people have actually sat down, like in my case, like writing articles and and so forth. And, and those are the ones that I, that I really like and that I kind of uh, am attracted to, let's say. I mean, there are people that out there that, that kind of post articles that are written by other people and, and, they, and they can, you know, maybe add some type of thought, you know, thought-provoking comment or question that they post to people. But the ones that really go to, uh, that really resonate with me are like when people take the time to like write something, you know, from the heart or something that they've, that they've created on their own. And so those are the posts that I like to read a lot if there's an article or something short. And, you know, just comment on it or even just to say, well, thank you. That was, uh, that was amazing. I didn't know that. Thank you for, for putting this out there and, and, you know, enriching the community as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. And I do actually, I do remember that when you first got started, I don't think I saw a lot of content from you, but I do remember logging in and seeing, you know, Mobina liked your post, Mobina commented, et cetera. I'd say as anyone who's creating content to see how you were consistently keeping up with me, you know, that was that was a really big encourager. So I would say to anyone out there, if there is an influencer that you, uh, for example, gravitate towards, do not, don't be afraid to go out there and, and reach out to them and like their content and comment on it too. Especially when you comment, as Mo mentioned, that showed that you actually like paid attention and like really read into the details. So that's a great first step approach that actually also, I bet I'm thinking that was probably a little bit easier for you too, considering you said, you know, it was a while before you, put that first like video out there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause you kind of have to warm into it. I think unless someone's, unless someone has maybe been on Facebook, which I haven't or on some other type of social media platform. But for me, I was just trying to feel my way out. And that's, that was the easiest way for me to do this to kind of like see what other people were posting. And like I said, commenting on it. And then from there I started to basically create kind of like my own posts and it kind of helped too. You know, I was involved in a 10 day challenge for those of you out there probably are very familiar with Yona Weiss and, and Adam, thank you for connecting me with Yona way back in the day as well. And so, you know, there, there are people out there who, who basically, you know, create like these 10 day challenges. And so that was really good too. Cause I remember I did that and it forced mm-hmm. me to post every single day. And if I remember right, I think I actually did post every single day during that 10 day period. Nice. And so things like that actually got me more and more comfortable with posting and putting out my own stuff. So, yeah, you make a great point there. Um, again, for anyone listening who feels like they do want to take their involvement and engagement on the platform to the next level, a great first step also is simply to um, 
reach out to Mo or someone like myself because then you know, we can get you connected with people out there who are really making uh, big moves. As, as Mo just mentioned, Yona Weiss has a great 10-day challenge that he does uh, probably on a quarterly basis. Individuals like Mo who take it seriously come out shining. And the next thing you know, uh, like Mo said, he's, he's playing basketball right next to Yona. So <laughs> definitely cool how, how it all comes full circle. I think we are living in a day and age where you got to get your, your name or your face out there or, um, uh, well, you know, there's a million ways to do something, but I think we both just found it very successful to do it this way. And, and, and LinkedIn's also a platform where I think there's some crazy statistic, like less than, less than 1% um, of the entire user base, which is um, somewhere in the hundreds of millions now actually post um, on a weekly basis. So it's a great place to just get your name and your face out there if you've got the courage. Um, oh yeah, for sure. And if you yeah. don't mind, I'd like to add to that because I've had people that have reached out to me and have said like, oh, well, I really appreciate like, you know, the stuff that you post and the content that you put out there. And some of these people have been like, yeah, I've been following your, your stuff for, you know, uh, so much, a uh, few weeks or whatever it's been. And I really appreciate that. And it's kind of interesting because some of these people, I don't think I've ever even seen like, like my post or anything like that. So right. there are even people out there, I think that, and, uh, and maybe they're just, they're just in a hurry and maybe they don't get the chance to actually, you know, to like it or to even comment on it. But it's just kind of interesting that there are people out there that do follow posts and they do follow what people put out there. And even they themselves may not even like comment on it at all. So it's just kind of interesting. So when you, when you said that statistics are like the 1% of people actually post, yeah, I, I guess I could totally see that. And I never really quite understood that because I think I probably heard something similar to that in the beginning. And I just automatically assumed that if anyone was going to be on LinkedIn, that they would just be engaging with other people just, just naturally. But I guess there are a lot of people who just kind of would rather, you know, be behind the scenes and just kind of see what other people are putting out there. Yep. And so we're getting there close to the end of the interview here, but I did have a couple more questions for you. And one of them is uh, now that you've gotten a feel for this platform. And again, even though you didn't realize how big of an influence you are on, on our, especially commercial real estate community, you really are. What have you found to be the most fun type of post? Like what, what type of uh, post coming from you do you like to do the most? Oh, wow. That's a, that's an interesting one. <laughs> <laughs> I think the posts that I've done where I'm just kind of really questioning the status quo and okay. that could be on, that could be on a, that could be on several different, you know, like I remember I did a post that um, I think it was shortly after the, the whole COVID crisis started. Uh -huh. And I remember the, the federal reserve and the, and Congress, you know, were putting together these massive stimulus packages and basically mm -hmm. dropping, you know, uh, as Bernanke used to call it helicopter money. Right. Right. And uh, they were dropping trillions of dollars into the fire, injecting trillions of dollars into the financial system, either by way of checks they were sending people or the federal reserve going out there and injecting liquidity into various capital markets and so forth. And, you know, all the various things that these, that these eight that the federal reserve and the government was doing and i kind of called attention to it and i asked you know like is there something wrong with our financial system right because what is it why does it seem like every few years or so it has to be rescued right you know and we and this all started well actually this really like you know hit a second level i think you know or, or a higher gear i should say back in 2008 mm -hmm. you know where all this a lot of wall street firms were basically bailed out let's say and now when you look at what's happened, 
you know, it's even on a completely different level. I was just questioning some of these things and why we've come to accept them as that's the way it has to be. At the end of the day, it's like, those are the posts that I really like because I think those are the ones that kind of really get people thinking and it's kind of thought provoking at the same time. That's what I kind of mean by the status quo. It's like, why I kind of have this theory as well too, that if everyone is thinking the same, then that means no one's thinking. <laughs> That's a great theory. And I know you and I definitely resonate on, uh, on topics like that. So I'm happy that you said that's your favorite type of post because I'm definitely going to be looking for more thought provokers from Mo Bina because at the end of the day, like you just said, if everyone's thinking the same way, then who's actually thinking? Awesome. Helicopter money. Yeah, that's true. And I'm pretty sure that they're still <laughs> dumping it in as we speak. Um, yeah. <laughs> so here we go, Mo. We're, we're going to close it out, but I do want to give you a moment to um, give a shout out to someone you've never given a shout out to before. I, I have to give a shout out to my little girl, Amelia. Uh, right. Every time I'm on the phone or every time I'm on a Zoom call, and I know you've probably seen this, Adam. She likes to run over and she likes to be, uh, she likes to get on the camera yeah. um, or she likes to, in the background, she'll be like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, that the, so that whoever I'm talking to, uh, you know, can hear her. So I'm sure she would appreciate this. She, she appreciates the shout out. So when I, uh, when this is released, uh, I'm yeah. she'd, she'd love to hear this. So. Hey, Amelia, thank you for listening. <laughs> that's, that's for when she hears the recording. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah, you're such uh, I left a recommendation. Guys, go check out Mo's LinkedIn, by the way. We're definitely going to point you in that direction. But I left a recommendation on his page recently and talking about how much of um, Mo just puts others before himself consistently and especially his family. You can see it in his in his newsletters and the way he just carries himself. And if you didn't notice it right there, like he loves his daughter, Amelia. And actually her name is the one popping up on the Zoom recording right now because she was probably using his his Zoom account last. So that's that's great. Yeah, she occasionally uses my, uh, when she connects with the, uh, uh, to her class via uh, via Zoom, uh, sometimes she uses my phone. And so I've uh, I've already programmed her name into it. So yeah, it's, it's kind of odd when I join a call and then people are like, Amelia. Uh, so I'll be like, oh, I forgot to change my name. So <laughs> yeah, no worries. And you know, I was gonna, we talked about this before the call. I wanted you to provide one single best way for anyone listening to follow up and get in touch with you. But we actually are going to provide two ways because I don't know how we could forget to mention uh, the link to connect with you on LinkedIn. Guys, a link to Mo's LinkedIn is in the show notes. Please connect with him. Um, but then outside of LinkedIn, is there any preferred way for our listeners to follow up and get in touch with you? Yeah, for sure. I'd love for them to, uh, to check out my website and I'm sure the link will be in the, uh, in the show notes, but, uh, my website is just, um, highrisecapital.com and there's just a hyphen between high and rise. Uh, and then of course via email that works too. So it's just mo, M-O at high, H-I-G-H hyphen rise, R-I-S-E. Uh, capital.com. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, guys, make sure you go ahead and check out uh, Mo's website as well. Really, really well put together. And if you're someone out there who's looking to put together a website, um, you know, Mo's a great model to follow. I'm sure you could reach out to him and ask questions on that as well. All right, Mo. Well, thank you once again for joining us today. It's been a long time coming. Glad we finally got you on the show. Uh, do you have any closing remarks for our listeners? Uh, well, I just wanted to thank you and all the listeners as well. Thank you, Adam, for uh, for having an amazing podcast and for having me on as well too. And uh, yeah, if anyone wants to reach out to me, please, uh, please feel free to do so. I've also got a great ebook as well too. And I've started a monthly newsletter. So uh, you can sign up for, uh, for both of those on my website. 
Yes, that's right. And the ebook, you, you can, uh, yeah, you just said it. So you can get the ebook through your website. Yeah. Yeah. Just sign up and uh, that'll, that'll automatically sign you up for my newsletter as well too. Yeah. It's a, it's a great ebook. I spent quite a few months writing it and uh, everyone that's, uh, that's taken a look at it says they really got a lot of value out of it and, and they really enjoyed reading it. So, and I've taken a lot of time and added a lot of detail to it. So I, I hope everyone out there really finds value in it. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Mo. Thank you, Adam. Guys, thank you for tuning in to Dream Chasers, interviews with the future. We will catch you in the next episode. Remember, in all you think, say, and do, take it to the next level. Thank you so much for investing your time with us here today. Quick call to action. If you enjoyed today's show, please be sure to share, subscribe, or leave us a rating. It really helps a ton with the SEO and visibility of the show. Thank you guys once again, and remember, take it to the next level.